Hello, and welcome to The Secret Sauce, brought to you by Palantir.net. This is a super short podcast, just a few minutes every week, that offers a quick tip on some small thing you can do to help your business run better. I'm Allison Manley, an account manager here at Palantir, and today's advice comes from one of our web strategists, Joe Allen Black, who has some ideas on how to measure key performance indicators, also known as KPIs. I wake up every day and put a little black tracker called a Fitbit on my belt. It's quite tiny with a little screen and white numbers that syncs up to an app on my phone. As I take steps each day, the little tracker keeps count of how far I've gone and compares my numbers to the number of steps that my friends have taken as well. My goal each day is 10,000 steps, which is easy on a day when I run a big race, but it can be seemingly impossible during a day when I'm crunching numbers in a spreadsheet on the couch. For me, the 10,000 steps is a daily KPI or key performance indicator. It's a guidepost for me to achieving my daily fitness goals. So what's the whole point of this story? It's really to get you thinking about tracking and setting up benchmarks on your websites. You can do this in your real life, thinking about the number of steps you take like I do, or the number of hours of sleep you get each night. Or on your site, when you're thinking about why you have your site and the types of things that are really bringing in your revenue. If you're a new site, you should make sure you're adding a tracking system to your site. For free, you can use Google Analytics, which many of our clients use. At first, it's a little daunting when you open it up. But don't worry, after popping in a few times, it definitely becomes a little bit friendlier. Of the dozens of types of numbers your tracking system is capturing, you're going to want just to key in on a few for the overall health of your site. We're going to call these your key performance indicators. What your KPIs are will differ depending on your industry. The numbers will generally fall into just a few categories. The first one's conversions. Conversion to the actions that you want your visitors to take when they use your site. In some ways, you can think of this as what will make money for your website or what will keep you going. A couple examples could include on an education website, it could be the number of people who register for a course. The payment they make ultimately is the top way that your education site is making its revenue. On a site like Palantir's, we're all about finding new customers and connecting with people who are looking for our services. A main conversion on our site is people filling out a contact form so our sales team can start working with them on a deal. A new site might be focusing on increasing the number of page views since the ads on, that, on those pages are what makes the money. We then start looking at a bucket that I like to call micro-conversions, which is a fancy way of tracking the things that lead to people taking conversions, but they're not really quite there yet. So the other day when I added some items on my Amazon wish list, I didn't really buy anything. I didn't spend any money, but I'm really getting close to making that conversion. Um, I'm definitely leading toward doing that soon, so I'm making a micro-conversion at that point. Other industries may see this as users taking part in live chats or filling out a form to get an ebook or something of that nature. Last but certainly not least, I recommend some overall site health tracking metrics. For commerce sites or sales sites, these numbers don't necessarily lead to an immediate sale. However, these health numbers lead to knowing if there's any problems or opportunities. Tracking page views per session across sites and, and browsers is the number one I like to look at. If I'm regularly tracking how many people use my site on mobile versus desktop, I can quickly see if there's any problems for mobile users if I change something on my site. If I see those mobile numbers go really down, for example. Bounce rate's another one we take a look at. Bounce rates are the number of times people go to a page and then leave without taking another measurable action. If I see a giant fluctuation in that, it could mean that I need to reassess some recent choices or examine why some people aren't sticking around on my pages. I also recommend taking a look at the types of content people are leaving the site from. If I see my exit rate on my blogs, for instance, going really high, 
then I might have a problem that I need to address over there. If it's really low on my sales pages, then I might have an even bigger problem. As you begin your redesign, it's important to really think about what those KPIs are from the start. Before a design or development process really begins in earnest, it's important to explicitly state what those KPIs are and then optimize your site for them. For example, if you're a hospital, maybe one of your KPIs is growing the number of people who make an appointment. In that case, as you design your homepage or your content or anything else, it's important to think about how you can give clear paths to making that appointment on each of those experiences. Most sites are going to have one to three main actions or conversions that they want their users to take. The site may have five to ten other actions that they're curious about, but those are those micro-conversions or things that are less important to the overall bottom line. If you're someone who's using Google Analytics, which many of our clients do, you want to set Google Analytics to track those conversions so you know how many people are taking the actions that you hoped that they would. It's a good idea to keep a regular scoreboard of these KPIs so you can constantly look back to see if you're growing at the rate that you want to, and you can correct if you aren't. You can also include the site health metrics too, so you can find out where you're having these problems uh, or where you have reasons to celebrate across the board. Here at Palantir, we like to document and discuss these goals right off the bat with our clients who are making sure we're hitting the right points early and throughout the project. We bring this discussion into each subsequent decision about the website from what features should be included or not included, even to what type of navigation we're going to include. After a site launches, we want to make sure customers have that same experience I talked about earlier with my Fitbit. They have a simple benchmark that lets them know if they're hitting their goal. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And that's it for today's secret sauce. For more information on how to measure analytics for your site, check out Joe's pretty lengthy blog post from July of 2015 on our website about what metrics to check before a redesign. And the address for our site is palantir.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at Palantir to always see what we're up to. Have a great day.